Hey guys, welcome back to the Gwinnett Podcast. I'm Nate McGill, one of the hosts. Today on the show, we have Carrie-Anne Marcelin. She's the project coordinator at Live Healthy Gwinnett. She's going to discuss her role at Live Healthy Gwinnett and all of her responsibilities in this position, some awesome programs that are going on in our community that's open to all, um, from yoga in the park to some mobile kitchens to all kinds of cool stuff, including um, gardening, uh, growing your own produce. I mean, we're talking the gambit today from mental health to health screenings of all different kinds. It's an amazing conversation. Don't want you to miss it. So we're going to jump right in. Here we go. So carry on. Tell us about yourself. Tell us, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come to Gwinnett County? Uh, so I started in April of 2019. Um, I actually transitioned from getting my master's in public health at Mercer University. Wonderful. And so I worked with Cobb and Douglas Public Health, and then I saw an amazing position open up. It was actually for our Be Active Gwinnett position. Okay. Program supervisor role. I interviewed for it, and it went really well. And my amazing boss, Lindsay Jorstad, went ahead and offered me the project coordinator role based off of my experience. That's and so awesome. I've been here ever since. Man, that is so awesome. And so what is your current role now? And, and what is it that you're heading up? Yeah, so I am the project coordinator for Live Healthy Gwinnett, and pretty much Live Healthy Gwinnett is our community health initiative. It's really encouraging all of our residents in Gwinnett County to be active, eat healthy, get checked, and be positive. Be positive. We like that around here. (laughs) Great energy, great vibes. And so how we make this happen is by providing free programs, and we do this with community partners. Um, We oversee 11 community gardens that we have. That's part of our Eat Healthy initiative. Um, It's called Harvest Gwinnett. So far, since we've opened up since 2020, we've harvested over 16,000 pounds of produce that gets donated to community partners that serve families in need, such as our cooperative ministries, our health and human services division that serves seniors so they can get fresh produce as well. So these are kind of like food plots that that, that you guys help start in the community. In the Uh, community. It's it's such a wild concept to think about knowing, you know, we have an agricultural background. Everybody around here had farms 20-something years ago, and now we are an urban area. And so (laughs) educating folks on how to grow their own produce and how to do that is is kind of like a new thing. We have to have some education behind that. And it helps provide, like you said, I mean, it it helps provide uh, nutritious produce to families. So that's awesome. And it's truly amazing. We partner with UJ Extension Gwinnett. They provide that strong educational component. How do you go about growing your own food? And we have public events called Gardening 101s. And people come out to any of our 11 sites and they learn how to grow their own food. They learn how to harvest it. And then of course, how to cook this food. Mm -hmm. After you grow it, how do you cook it? What are the healthier options to make? And so we love partnering with them to provide that educational component. We also have amazing gardeners, about 300 plus gardeners so far at 11 sites that volunteer their time within our community gardens. We have about four sharrows on average at each Mm. site that's really focused on growing food that goes back to the community. That's cool. And our volunteers, our gardeners, they lead the way. Like we have an amazing team that supports them with uh, making sure that we provide the supplies and the seedlings that they need. Um, Brad Lipsy oversees the program and he's truly a rock star. I don't know how he does it, but he makes it work all the time. That's so neat. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. There's so much interest in that these days too, especially yeah. if you like even just clue through social media and you see a lot more backyard gardens. I've often thought it'd be yeah. a good article series, just backyard gardens. Mm-hmm. And so many people have gotten chickens. I mean, there's like so many chicken people now, uh, which is uh, funny. My dad has chickens. And yeah. so, but let me just tell you, yeah, the eggs are better. 
They are better. The eggs are better fresh. Fresh. Yeah. Um, And so it's just just a great education, a great opportunity for people to get out and and join the community and make friends because it is a tight-knit group. Once you meet each other Mm -hmm. and you're calling each other for hacks and you're, hey, how's your squash doing? You know, it's just like that's a part of the community that's so good. Yeah. Now, I've also seen you guys doing like yoga in the park and a couple other cool initiatives. So you guys Mm -hmm. are really partnering with the parks uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Why don't we... Back up for a second and yeah. just how did this start? Like, what was the origin of it? Did it start as a partnership of some kind or where did it come from? Yeah, so Live Healthy Gwinnett launched in 2014 in partnership with our Gwinnett Parks Recreation Division okay. as well as Eastside Medical Center, which oh, is yeah, now great. known as Piedmont Eastside. Mm-hmm. And so they provided the funding source to get us off the ground, get a park prescription program. And that's when we started in 2014. And then the county took need and saw that, oh man, this is a great service that we're providing the community. Let's yeah. expand. It. And so in 2015, we officially got full-time staff on board. And I then see. 2018, we added on an amazing mobile recreation program called Be Active Gwinnett, okay. um, which is so huge. It's so amazing. It was inspired by Brick on the Go, a Louisiana program that actually launched to really serve communities that don't have access to their parks. And ah, how do we go out and get wow. kids to exercise outside yeah. for free for those families that are in need? Right. And so Brick on the Go inspired Be Active Gwinnett. Man. And so we had a meal on Wheels box truck that was donated to us in 2018. Mm-hmm. And officially in August of 2018, we decked out that vehicle. It's branded with Live Healthy Gwinnett logo, and it looks amazing. We still have it to this day. That's fun. We call him Trent. <laughs> and <laughs> we filled it up with hula hoops and um, jump ropes and like jumbo stacks, all these fun lawn game activities. And we go on the road. We go to communities that may not have access to our beautiful 51 parks here in Gwinnett County. Yeah. And so when I'm talking about underrepresented communities, I'm talking about communities that are played deserts. And when I say play Uh, deserts, it's really communities that may not have safe access to outdoor space. They may not have a pocket park that they can walk to easily Mm. from their apartment complex, from their mobile home to safely play. Mm. And so we go to those areas. We go to apartment complexes. We go to mobile homes. Um, We talk to the leasing managers and they're all for it. It's all free. And so we schedule visits at all of these sites throughout Gwinnett County and we play with kids. We keep them active to really reduce obesity rates throughout Gwinnett. And so it's been truly amazing. Not only obesity rates, but also anxiety. Anxiety, I mean, there's stress. a lot of mental health components to yeah. just playing outside, getting in the sunlight, not yeah. being indoors all the time. Exactly. And we're, we're indoors more and more, you know, every single day and every on devices day. and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. It'd be good for everybody to get outside and play again. Exactly. I, I agree with that. <laughs> That's really fun. That's really awesome. You, well, you have a fun job. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I have the best job I'm going at. I truly believe that. So you got... <laughs> Yoga in the parks I mentioned before, yes. so that's kind of neat. Just wrapped up. You know, our parks are amazing yeah. in Gwinnett. They uh, it's one of our pride and joys here. Just so many um, great places to get outside, mm-hmm. and not only are they just green spaces. I mean, you got walking trails, you got hiking trails, you got all kinds of cool places um, that you can do activities. Yeah. And when when you match that up with programs that are ongoing, that are free, and that are open to the community. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah, that's a win-win <laughs> right there. I love it. So we talked a little bit about um, you know what what this is combating with obesity, mm-hmm. maybe some mental health issues. What's the problem you guys are trying to solve? Like, what is the real goal? Like, what are some of the things that you've seen trends maybe that encourage you guys starting this program? What's the problems that this is the solution for? Yeah, it's honestly 
to sum it all up, because we do so much amazing work, it's mm. really providing access and making mm. sure that transportation isn't an issue when it comes to resources being provided to underrepresented communities in Gwinnett County. I see. If you can't find free activities for your children at, due to transportation, you can't go to our parks for free events, mm. we come to you. If you need um, screenings because you don't have insurance and you're afraid to you know, go out and talk about getting screenings and you're not getting up with your health because you don't have insurance or there's issues with documentation we make sure that we offer free health care so that you can come out in a safe ah, space, no questions asked. You get free screenings when it comes to glucose work, cholesterol checks, all of that. We provide that for communities. Wow. It's really providing resources for free for families that just don't have the access and they may yeah. not know about these amazing resources. And so purpose of Live Healthy Gwinnett, honestly, is just a well-rounded community health initiative targeting, mm. targeting all health components, making sure that people are mentally getting great, uh, great resources as well. Um, we partner with Guide Incorporated. We talk about suicide prevention training. Um, in fact, in 2021, we actually trained the fire department on QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, Refer. Mm. And it's really about making sure that we're providing amazing trainings when it comes to suicidal ideations, how to recognize those oh, wow. signs within your community, within your coworkers and colleagues, and how to go about helping them and providing those resources. And mm. so we pretty much fit all of those components when it com comes to overall wellness. We want to make sure that people have access for free without charging them for these services. Yeah, that's really like the thing. That's really, I guess, the definition of underserved. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that they're not able yeah. to get what the rest of us get for free. Exactly. Uh, just because, you know, we can drive to the park, we can take our kids, we can do some mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff. And not everybody can and is able to participate yeah. with that. Not everybody has insurance. Not yeah. everybody is in the same situation. Exactly. And so it just kind of levels the playing ground and gets yeah. everybody outside, gets everybody mm -hmm. active, get your screenings, get yes. checked, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff. Man, uh, I kind of love that. <laughs> so this is kind of a proactive um, approach to the preventative chronic illnesses that yes. we see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you guys are going out in the community encouraging people like, hey, look, just because you don't have health care, just because you don't have whatever it might be, um, there's this opportunity. How do people respond mm -hmm. for that? Have you heard any, seen any success stories and, and how are people responding to the programs? I mean, so far it's been really, really great. I mean, even with, for example, yoga in the park, you would think something that's simple as yoga that's free for the community. Mm -hmm. I've actually gotten several emails asking for us to continue this partnership and Very to cool. add on more sites. We added on 11 sites this year, which is a lot for us. Yeah. Um, typically we do about five or six different parks and just recognizing the need to have instructors out in all areas of Gwinnett County, yeah. not just in certain certain parks, right? We want to make sure that we're very equitable. And so the feedback we've been receiving has been really, really great, um, especially with our mobile migration program when we have Spanish-speaking staff that'll go mm -hmm. out to communities, for example, in Norcross. And not only are we sharing, you know, play activities with the kids and the families to enjoy, we're able to talk to the parents and the caregivers in their native language and mm -hmm. help them get resources that yes. they may not have known about. Um, we've partnered with other nonprofits to kind of hit it like a two-for-one type of deal where we mm -hmm. go out and play with kids at apartment complexes. And then we have amazing partners like Northside or Diabetes You Can Win mm -hmm. that'll travel with us on site, set up a table, and they'll do free screenings for the parents and the caregivers. And they're able to communicate and get extra resources and get connected to other free resources in Gwinnett so they can continue their care journey. So it's been truly amazing. And it's a program that we definitely need in Gwinnett. And we're so thankful that our board of commissioners support us throughout this and it's been expanding. 
Yeah, I know it is. I mean, as we grow, there's going to be more and more of a need yeah. for this kind of thing. Yeah. And just the opportunities that people get into it, like give it a chance. You know, yeah. if you might hear <clears throat> yoga, I don't know how to do that. What is that? Yeah. Let me just say like, look, yoga <laughs> is maybe one of the healthiest forms of exercise it that is. you can do. Yeah. And even if you don't know what downward facing dog means, they're mm-hmm. going to talk to you about it. They're going to tell you. Well, but really, you. the thing that I think that's riveting about that is just like, you're always thinking about your heart rate. Yeah. And then once you get into uh, doing that for a little bit, you start to think about it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, as as long as I can keep my heart rate up a little bit, you're just going to have general, you just change that one thing, that one mindset, uh, your your health starts to change in in the right direction. You just start noticing how how often am I sitting down? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how I'm often am that. I watching Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> how often am I doing things that are probably just going to drain you even more? Exactly. Instead of like building you up, filling up your cup, giving yeah. you something to to do. So, mm-hmm. I'm all about this. Maybe talk a little bit about the be positive <laughs> aspect. What is this positive mindset that you guys are trying to encourage, and what is, what is that component? I mean, so along with Yoga in the Park, um, with Be Positive, we're all about making sure that there are other wellness activities for our public to be exposed to. We want to mm-hmm. make sure everyone learns about new activities to help them really meditate. Um, mm-hmm. So in the past, we've partnered with uh, City of Duluth um, and other organizations that have offered uh, meditation in the park as well. Mm-hmm. Recently, just wrapped up an awesome sound bath in the park series. Oh, um, sound bath. Sound bath. Okay, I haven't park. heard of that. You yeah. got to explain what that is. So it's literally where they have have these amazing bowls and Tanya Kane actually led this um, at Alexander bowls. Park. Yeah, there's like okay. round bowls. Round that, bowls. Like, you use this like instrument and it makes like oh, soothing wow. sounds, like oh, really cool. relaxational sound. And it's literally meditation in the park with this amazing music that you kind of tune out the world. You tune out the noise. Oh. They have like face masks that they wear or eye masks to cover their eyes and they're just laying down. It's another form of meditation, right? Yeah. To really relax the mind and reduce stress. And that's the biggest thing. Sure. And we've received such great feedback from this amazing program. And we're hoping to keep that going throughout the year and just teaching people other methods to relax. If yoga isn't your thing, try sound bath in the park. If Mm -hmm. that's not your thing, try Pilates in the park, you know? And so that be positive component is all about wellness initiatives to give people an opportunity to de-stress and to relax. And then of course we have amazing gardening programs as well, because as you've known, gardening can be very therapeutic for people. And so offering great services like paint in the garden, it's just soothing experiences that we offer to the public for free. They can come out and enjoy So we're all about making sure that we provide people with different wellness opportunities, I would say, outside of just yoga. There's other ways to really relax and calm the mind. So that's all about the be positive aspect. Yeah, it's great. You have to take time to do that. It's so helpful to start building that habit in a group setting Yeah, Mm -hmm. because you have to be at a place at a time and do a thing with other people. Yeah. And that might be scary for some folks. It is, yeah. But if you can force yourself to get into that habit, you know, mm-hmm. you'll start seeing yourself picking up the practices at home yep. with your mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And it, I would encourage parents, it's just like an opportunity. <laughs> like if you guys can get out there with your kids, that'd be great. Yeah. But if you can get out there for your kids and knowing that I'm gonna get some get some tools and be able to bring that back into the back into the home. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a powerful powerful thing because we are our you know the vices are dinging constantly screen time our brain is busier than we think it is yep. we've got you know 
97 channels on in our brain and music playing somewhere and all that kind of thing. You know, it's just, there's so much going on today. You have to actually schedule the time for yourself. Yeah. Um, And and it goes back to your point when people are afraid of doing um, group programming. mm -hmm. Um, We actually started this amazing campaign with Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, Strong for Life, which is Mm -hmm. called Raising Resilience. And so we actually have four parks, um, Little Mulberry, Mountain Park Park, Lenora, that they actually have several signages throughout the park on the trail. When you're walking, Mm -hmm. you'll see different QR codes that you can scan the QR code, right? So say you're taking your children with you on a walk, your partner, you're walking through the trail, Mm -hmm. it'll stop and it'll tell you when you look at the QR code, it'll give you some tips about how to raise resiliency within your home, whether there's like a calming practice you can do right there on the spot, breathing techniques, um, resources on the website to really help you navigate um, stress and anxiety at home, especially with youth. Mm -hmm. And so that's just another way that we're really incorporating wellness throughout our beautiful parks as well. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Resiliency Resiliency. is one of those um, buzzwords that yeah. you're hearing a lot lately, but yes. maybe you can unpack for folks that are just like me and they're like, <clears throat> resiliency. I think I know what that is, but I, I don't know if I've ever had the thought of, I'm going to encourage resiliency in my home, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so maybe unpack that for people and explain like, you know, what does that really mean? Yeah, I mean, I think the simplest way to think about it when you talk about raising resiliency, mm-hmm. when you're talking to youth and just young children, it's really getting comfortable with having these conversations about how are you. Yeah. And not actually just saying, how are you? How was school? Like, no, actually Being talk present. to your children. Be present. Yeah. Like, oh, today was fine. Like, no, how are you actually feeling? Right. You know, what yeah. are you experiencing mm. right now? Dive deeper, right? Because yeah. even when I grew up, um, and even to this day, I was talking to my mother whenever she asked me how I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I just got to work. I'm good. Like, and I just keep it moving. But do we actually dive deeper in those conversations? Are we talking about, hey, I actually had a rough day today. Um, I was stressed out today. Um, for children, I actually, I was bullied by a classmate today or something uncomfortable happened. I just wasn't happy today. Do we take those times to really dive into conversations with our partners, with our children, with our colleagues even? See, yeah. And so really, we're all about raising resilience is really teaching you methods on how to speak about any type of mental health issues that could be there and just to really check in with people yeah. and then teaching them techniques, whether it's meditation, breathing, pack, uh, breathing, uh, you know, techniques that you could do, yeah. um, other strategies to help calm the mind and to de-stress. Mm-hmm. But it's honestly, for me, I take raising resiliency is really diving into how are you and really diving into those deeper conversations and really listening and not just passing things by. Yeah. I'm just yeah. shuffling it off because we're just too busy. Yeah, Stop exactly. It. How do you feel? How do you feel? Not just not checklist off the mark feel. here, just asking, oh, I asked my kids how they're doing. No, how are they actually doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, look, it's a big deal. And I think it's just because the enemy is busyness yeah. and isolation, maybe. Yes. Uh, you know, we don't want to talk about some things, you know, we don't want to go too deep. Mm-hmm. And I think you get in this place where, you know, uh, if you have a big family, yeah. if you have close friendships, you're doing good. But in our culture, um, you know, not to go too deep in a different direction, but <laughs> we're, we're such a consumeristic society that we're kind of yes. like, hey, let's move on. Yeah. Let's uh, get to the next thing. Hey, yeah. people like us do things like this. So let's yeah. try to avoid uh, other thing, you know, anything yeah. that's going to be um, 
upsetting or take a conversation yeah. like, hey, we're here to have lunch. I'm not going to bring up, you know, all my mm-hmm. issues here. It's just not a safe space, yeah, whatever you feel like. So you end up having counselors instead of friends and you end up, you know, the counselors yeah. are the friends you're paying for, you know, in, in a certain yeah. in a certain sense for a mm-hmm. lot of folks because they take their issues there. But, and you might work on yourself in those environments yeah. and that's really great, but any group environment where you can be with people and learn to be open, especially within your family mm-hmm. and talking about your feelings, yeah. you guys all start to grow together. Exactly. It, it builds bonds. We are attracted to one another through our vulnerabilities. Yep. Like mm-hmm. the, if you don't have group settings being fostered mm-hmm. and if no one else is doing it, you know, county's going to do it. You know, yeah. if anybody's, you know, you have opportunities that are free and open and available. Message one to, to start kind of just that is a different definition of health yeah. than a lot of people I think think about on a day-to-day yeah. level and basis. I love it. And I, I love that you brought up that the county provides resources yeah. right, to teach you how to mm-hmm. recognize these signs. And so actually with Guide Incorporated, they have this amazing training program called Youth Mental Health First Aid. Mm. And so I highly recommend that anyone who is interested in learning how to talk to their youth, whether you're a teacher a parent, um, someone that works in after school, if you yeah. are dealing with youth and you don't know how to recognize these signs, but you know there's something going on and you just need guidance on how to get a deeper connection, how to break through and really check in on them, signing up for those types of trainings like Youth Mental Health First Aid will not only teach you how to recognize suicidal ideations, it'll also teach you how to identify when there's a crisis going on within a child, mm-hmm. um, especially with us getting out of this, you know, pandemic that we've been through, it's a lot of trauma that a lot of children were experiencing. Mm. I mean, suicide rates have gone up severely. Um, and it's unfortunate that it's happening younger and younger. And so if we can recognize these signs early on and let parents and other adults know that there are free trainings out there, if you are in Gwinnett County, you can take that opportunity to learn. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Now you have a teaching background. A little bit. Uh, you, you spent <laughs> some time with Teach for America, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, I'd love to hear your perspective on that because I feel like every teacher, especially mm-hmm. early in their career, the first yeah. five years where you don't have a whole lot of just experience in, mm-hmm. with, with a lot of kids from a lot of different backgrounds. I mean, yeah. this seems like it almost should be like a must do. Yeah, it really do you should think be. So? I think so. Like when I was teaching, I taught seventh and eighth grade science and it was a big eye opener for me. I mean, it led me to the path to get into public health because mm-hmm. I saw the lack of sexual, sexual education. Mm-hmm. I saw the lack of um, positivity and just trainings for me personally as a teacher that we did not receive. Right. I would have loved to have QPR, suicidal prevention training. I would have loved to have right. youth mental health first aid. So I could mm-hmm. recognize a lot of the signs because I did have a couple of students that had some traumatic experiences. Um, and so of course, we get some basic trainings, but I know if we had more deep diving efforts to talk about suicidal prevention, to talk about raising resiliency within our youth, like there's so much you have to deal with as an educator and it's an extremely challenging role. But if those trainings were offered frequently and just like a mandatory thing as part of your career, Mm -hmm. it really makes a difference. Most importantly for the teacher, but the students, you know, it helps them to prosper and we could share that knowledge with their parents or caregiver as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, we, we can't help but have a big educational system. But when you have mm-hmm. so many people from so many diverse backgrounds, there's yeah. so much more than curriculum that goes into a child's education. Yeah. And you've got these, uh, you know, home situations, yeah. some of the ones that you're talking about where 
They don't have access to play. They don't have mm-hmm. access to outside. Yep. What do you think that's doing to a, children, a child's ability to learn when their mom is having to work two jobs and they miss the bus and they got to walk home alone? We had mm-hmm. somebody bring that up on a podcast recently. It's just like you have some situations where um, that if you know that or if you have some signs of that that you've learned through this education uh through this training Mm -hmm. that as an educator, you might be able just to dial down just like one level deeper and be like, Hey man, what's going on? Exactly. I think it makes you not to say teachers aren't caring because that's, you have to be caring to be an educator. Well, you got 22, 30 kids. (laughs) kids I mean, it's, it's nearly an impossible job. It's very hard. My wife's been teaching for 22 years now and I can just tell you, you know, We've had some years where we delivered Christmas presents at, wow. at night to, to to kids that didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, just there's so much that people don't see from an educator. Yeah, and I mean, you know, yeah, you know. like you, how do you target all those components? You know, yeah, and it's I, like you want to make sure every child is recognized. The whole can, child, the yeah. whole child, yeah. the whole well-being of yeah. the child, the educational component. But what about the mental health of the mm. child? You know, and the physical health of the child. It's it's so many different components to navigate. So how do we motivate people to get this mindset of just like more public health and, mm-hmm. and, and getting into um, some of these programs, some of these things that, that you guys provide? I think when you have an organization that really focuses on health wellness um, and really having great incentives, if you have an organization that you can provide incentives to get your community members involved, I think that's really helpful. I also think talking about the numbers, right? Mm. I think there's a lot of fear when it comes to stigma, especially when we talk about mental health. We sure. tend to steer away from that, right? No one wants to talk about uh, suicide and suicidal ideations. No one wants to talk about the obesity issues that we have. Because Which is ironic because yeah. we nearly all have these issues. We all have these issues. Right. No yeah. one wants to talk about this preventative health measures. No one wants <laughs> right. to bring up, hey, you could have prevented this disease if you actually took the time to walk 10,000 steps daily yes. to really help your heart, right? Yeah. And I think we as a society just have to get better with being honest with our colleagues and people that are around us and talk about our health and be more vulnerable, honestly, because we just don't talk about it. It's, there's a fear concept when it comes to mental health and seeing things that we know is off, but we tend to ignore it because we don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We don't want to make someone feel bad. Um, but I think addressing those issues head on, providing free resources and kind of being that partner and saying, hey, I see there's mm-hmm. yoga in the park happening. Let's go together. You know, tag teaming with your yeah. friend or colleague, bring them along for these free resources yeah. and be open to that. I think you said something. I mean, just yeah. like the, the un, you know, we avoid what's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which we do. And so that can lead us to do some things like, even if you're dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. and I heard someone recently talk about that, you know, like a, that's the fire alarm, yeah. you know, going off that something's wrong yeah. in your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a lot of medication, and I'm not saying anything that people shouldn't take medication, yeah. but in some instances, it's like taking the batteries out of the fire alarm. You still got the problem. You maybe just don't have the feelings yeah. associated with the mm-hmm. alert that's going off in your body. Exactly. Mental health is very, you know, comparable to that kind of thing. You ha- you might have some things going on, and it might be uncomfortable yeah. uh, for you to, you know, get out to an event or, mm-hmm. or to go do this, but nothing good has ever come, you know, from just being comfortable like comfort will kind of kill you it might feel good for a minute to go get the big mac you know and just like let's forget this day yeah you know supersize me yeah but (laughs) but if you take if you just take the time you know preventative measures are not always comfortable working out's not always 
comfortable. Yeah. But you see the the steady results, and then it, and then your brain actually starts to receive that as like, oh, my dopamine's starting to hit mm-hmm. from these these all these good things. Yep. And it kind of retrains, but you have to renew your mind. You, you really have do. to do that. You yeah. know, that's a big component of it. It's a mindset shift, right? Yeah. Like you have to tell yourself, I am fit. Even though you may not be fit right now, you have to tell yourself, I am fit. I am positive. I am happy. And then over time, you make the movements to get to that goal. And mm-hmm. eventually you will get there. But by doing nothing, you won't see a change if you're not doing anything. It's the first thing you got to change. Yeah, is mindset. That, is that mindset. The, yeah. I was talking to my daughter the other night after her homework. She was like, I hate this. <laughs> you know, I was like, and she goes, every kid hates this. And I go, well, every kid's complaining about it because yeah. that's the cool thing to do. But you better find a way to love it. Exactly. Because if you can change your mindset about mm-hmm. it and be the one kid who's like, I don't mind this. This is actually pretty good. You'll be the one who's getting paid to tutor the other kids. Exactly. Like you've got to change your mindset to, mm-hmm. to be uh, radically different than the group. Yeah. Because yeah. we are wired to go negative, yeah. you know, That's advertising wired you yeah. to go negative. Like yeah. everybody goes negative first. Yeah. And you just have to. Kick it on back there. But, hey, if you do it for a while, it's a habit. It becomes second nature. Second nature. And that's why we're doing these programs. So this is really, really cool. This is awesome. (laughs) Maybe what else is your favorite parts of this program? What's the favorite parts of your job? You have a cool job. Oh, man. There's so many. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, I would say, oh, there's so many. I do love when I'm able to, like, go out into the field and have events and go with my team. I'm not going to lie. My favorite part is not only working with the public, but I am truly thankful for the amazing team I have. Mm. It's eight of us. Um, and working with them in the field, it's actually really enjoyable for me. Um, we just have a really great time seeing mm. the impact of all the work that we do behind the scenes. And then when an event happens or if we go to a, a mobile kitchen event um, and we see the smiles on the kids' faces, they're learning how to cook food, right? And that's awesome. Just, yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah. So that's a fun. whole other part of Eat Healthy. We have like oh, 10 mobile touch- kitchens. We got so much what? going on. Oh, got- yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. So- We're going to need a whole podcast. I know. I, I think I say that oh, all the time. Oh, we have so many but, components. Like, there's so many parts of that. Okay. So ex- talk about that. Mobile, mobile kitchens. Mobile kitchens. Yeah. So um, we have 10 mobile kitchens that we purchased um, during the pandemic. And when we opened up wow. our six sites, about two years ago, now we have 11 total, we were able to get 10 amazing mobile kitchens from Edible Education. And so they actually came in, taught us how to utilize the kitchens. And they're pretty simple to travel with. I mean, they're a little heavy, but we have an amazing box truck that we load the mobile kitchens on. And then we take them to our community gardens to do educational programming. We take them to after-school programs to do educational programming. Um, Actually, on Tuesday, our staff just left Norcross and they work heavily with Corners Outreach. And we taught the elementary school students, the middle school students, and high schoolers how to healthily healthy make a healthy yeah. meal, how to yeah. make a healthy meal, right? That's they so learned cool. how to do like the squash dish, and they were all excited about cutting up the vegetables and learning how to properly cut the food, learning how to properly cook the food. And so those smaller components going into areas that are underserved and really giving them the opportunity to learn how to cook food, if you embrace that in a child, they can take that knowledge back to who? Their caregiver, their parents. They can say, hey, I learned how to cook this today at my after-school program. And so it's truly an amazing experience. We do it at senior centers as well. So it's like no one's never, you're never too old or too young to learn how to cook a healthy meal. And so it's a pretty cool, cool, fun part about our job as well. Yeah, you fall in love with it. I mean, from the components, you're not just growing your own food, Mm -hmm. but even just starting just cooking your own food. Your own food from the garden. You know, if you can build a passion in a kid to yeah. start doing that, it's it's really cool. My daughter does a baking class. My youngest daughter, 
does nice. a baking class. So she brought home a cupcake oh. yesterday that had so much sugar in it, I think I got <laughs> diabetes immediately. Just like, bam, it's on. I can't. It was so much sugar. Oh, man. Uh, but, hey, bless her heart. She's yeah. learning. She loves it. She's learning. Uh, and, <laughs> and I love her. So I smiled. I just <laughs> ate that pile of sugar. But yeah. anyway, uh, kids got to learn. And they have so much fun doing that. And they it's really just do. Any activity that's like that. I mean, those are the things that kind of make memories. Yeah. And these are some great opportunities to to make some memories for kids. So yeah. uh, bless you guys for doing all that. That's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, so I was going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, impact, future plans, but mm-hmm. I, I think we have so much that we've covered, yeah. and there's so much more that we could cover. I want to make sure we hit all of the highlights and um, one of the things, uh, the dashboard, maybe mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what that is, how that works uh, for people who might be interested, because it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so we have an amazing community health dashboard um, in Gwinnett. It's called livehealthygwinnettdata.com. Definitely check it out once again, livehealthygwinnettdata.com. And it's pretty much your one-stop shop to find all local county data. Oh, wow. Um, It has, like, access to different maps you can download. Say that you're a nonprofit and you're doing research for a grant um, and you're trying to promote uh, maybe – increasing housing for our veterans. You want to see see the numbers, like how many veterans in Gwinnett are homeless. You can pull that type of indicator up on the site. You can get maps and graphs. There's opportunities on there that you can uh, customize the different maps that you need with all the charts that you need and the graphs. Like it's really, really neat. And it links you to other resources too, depending on what you're researching. Yeah. Yeah, It'll give you tips and tricks like, Hey, you're looking up uh, issues with veterans. Here's a link to this uh, veterans resource site or our one stop for health uh, link. You can go that site and get more information to see what other resources we provide. So it's that an seems amazing like super useful so to useful. a lot of a lot of nonprofits that are out yep. there, a lot of organizations, mm-hmm. churches. Yes. Anybody who wants to kind of like figure out what mission they want to be on or maybe yeah. they're already serving in an area and they can find out some more data and yep. information. Yeah, of life data. It's really it's great. Pretty cool. And you guys also are doing these events. I want to make sure we hit on it because we got yes. one coming up on November the 4th. Yes, November okay. 4th. It's our last community health fair. We're celebrating mm-hmm. Diabetes Awareness Month. So we will be at Bogan Park from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Check oh, us wonderful. out. wonderful. Yeah, we'll have free screenings. We'll have a lot of fun activities I there, can go so. see if that cupcake really did oh, give man. it to me. <laughs> Look, it's a serious issue, and a lot, you know, I've I've talked to folks all the time, and they're always getting that either Mm -hmm. diagnosis, or maybe they're even just wondering or worried about, but you got to go get checked out. you got to get checked out. And so you got to get it checked out, so you need to get over there and check this event out. And and now, uh, county doesn't have, like, medical staff, so who's who's doing these screenings? Yeah, so we partner with several amazing local hospitals and nonprofits. Um, Northside is one of our big, big partners. They come out and they'll Mm. do our cholesterol screenings for us. Diabetes, you can win another amazing nonprofit. They'll do our glucose screenings for us for free. We work with Four Corners Primary Health Care. We work with Piedmont Eastside as well, and they'll come out and do all those services. So basically, folks it's anyone you would normally pay yeah yeah but for free <laughs> but for free but for free yeah that's why you need to be there yeah you, you need know? to be there dnr health department as well yeah. not forget go them. get it taken <laughs> care of exactly yeah, yeah. So. no excuse because it's literally free <laughs> yeah you have these partners i mean it's amazing and and yeah. you know it doesn't surprise me we have so many great people in Gwinnett, so many great medical professionals, uh, that, and they understand the need. Uh, yeah. They understand the need wholeheartedly and and want to be involved, and so that's great. But it's a good opportunity for our community and, and all the folks who just can't get out, and, and, and maybe you've been, you know, delaying. Just yeah. make sure you get out to that. So 
um, amazing events. You guys mm-hmm. put on these events throughout the year. Throughout the year, yes. And um, and that's pretty amazing. A lot goes into putting those together, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 We pick a theme. Um, usually it's always a month where we're celebrating something. So, for example, in February, mm-hmm. it's always Heart Health Month. We'll I have see. a Walk the Talk focusing on heart health awareness. Sure. We'll have a health fair focusing on heart health awareness and things of that sort. In mm. May, we have a mental health one that we'll do as well, all about Wonderful. mental health and mental health resources. So it's pretty fun. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You have such a fun job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, what are you most excited about in the future? Is there anything coming up that you guys are, are doing? I mean, you're already doing so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I Honestly, I'm just excited about expanding our team. Yeah. Um, there's eight of us currently for Live Healthy Good Net. I'm doing all these amazing things with our community gardens, growing our mobile recreation program, Be Active Gwinnett. Um, I'm just excited about expanding our reach. Really, yeah. well, so eight people do all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, my said. yeah, it's eight yeah, of y'all us. Y'all need to get some yeah. more people. <laughs> Look, put that up in the <laughs> we need to get some We're more everywhere. people. That's yeah. awesome. I'm just excited about expanding into more communities as they continue to learn about Live Healthy Gwinnett and the great programs that we offer. Mm-hmm. Really exciting about diving into more wellness activities such as Pilates in the park um, next yeah. year and diving into do, doing more of that next year and more That's health so cool. related uh, programming and doing more screenings for the public. So we're really excited. We're excited. I'm excited too. This is an awesome yeah. program, guys. Uh, just uh, check it out. Make sure, where do people go to check this out? Give it to them one more time. Yeah. So if you want to learn about partnering with us or if you want to intern with us, we love having college student interns as well as volunteers. Wonderful. Learn all about our information on livehealthygwinnett.com and all follow right. us on social media as well. It's all at livehealthygwinnett. <laughs> At Live Healthy Gwinnett. Yes. You guys check it out. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to me. It's a great conversation, fun time. <laughs> A uh, lot of great, great information. And, uh, and and listeners, thank you for tuning in uh, to this show. Uh, please share this with anybody. You could virtually share this with every human being, uh, and it would affect them. Because, hey, guess what? We all have health. We all have mental health. We all need it to do better. Yep. We have some opportunities here in Gwinnett that are free resources that you can go and check out. And, uh, and they'll be fun. They're fun for the whole family. So make sure you check it out. Um, and tune in next time. Guys, you can hit that subscribe button in your top right corner of any podcast player, pretty much. And uh, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you all later. <laughs>